Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Ed Camp with us. He is an entrepreneur and business investor. His experience includes building, rebuilding, managing, and selling companies in a variety of industries, including online marketing, financial, media publishing, corporate consulting, and communication. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Nice to be here. Of course. Grateful to have you on. So, Ed, the first question we ask on this show is, what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? So, so the best story uh, that I thought about when I saw this question, well, there's a few, but the one that really kind of resonated with me was the, uh, it comes from a quote, like, sometimes losses can be wins. And uh, I had a situation back early in my career where I was very successful with this one company. And, uh, but I had a falling out with the partners and probably for ridiculous reasons now at this point, when I look back, it was about an ego, but when I was, I was young, I was in my late twenties. Um, but I contributed quite a bit. I brought in over a million dollars in sales and I helped the company quite a bit with strategy. Um, but I ended up leaving and then the company ended up getting bought out years later and I would have made millions of dollars. But in hindsight, you know, you think through your life and you're like, wow, that would have been life changing. You know, that would have been like. But then I was talking with my son recently, and I was I was speaking with him about he was having some struggles with sports. He plays football, and, and I was like, you know, you have to. Life works out. I mean, I'm, a, I'm 54 now, and, and I look back on my life, and I, and I think through like, had I not had that situation occur, I wouldn't have met my wife, and then I wouldn't have had the boys that I have, and like, my life is really I wouldn't have the life that I have right now, which is a, I live in North Carolina. I left New York. I did a bunch of different things because of all the different situations and, and and so it was an interesting kind of helping him understand that sometimes you think you're losing something because he was starting on one team and then he went to another team and they wouldn't start him and it was it wasn't fair it was kind of ridiculous but I was like look dude trust me life works out and subsequently some things have happened for him that have been really positive he's in high school and and so he's like he's starting to see I was like it all it all works out so sometimes losses can be wins mm-hmm. you know, but, yeah and then um, what is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry? So my big um, sort of how I've built my career and what I've done, I, I focus very much on quality and reliability. And uh, and so to me, I feel that quality is, is, is the way it pays for itself over and over again. And that is everything that you do, whether it's the relationships that you have, how you approach your job every day, what you do. Um, I, I always acted like an owner when I worked at companies, even though in some of them I wasn't. Now, later on, I ended up becoming an owner. And many times I became an owner because I worked like that from the get-go. I acted like an owner. And I really took care of their money, took care of everything that was going on, really took it very seriously, made them a lot of money. But, um, yeah, I'm a big believer in quality. And uh, I think people try to rush and try and figure things out and do things sometimes maybe a little sloppy. And, and I think you end up that, that ends up costing many, many times and you can lose clients. You can't really get a good base. Uh, I see it with this company now, this get, get you found, which I, which I bought into back in 2014. Uh, we have, a, we have an amazing reputation for quality. And so selling becomes much easier. Um, you know, people, people are pretty much going after us. We'll sometimes let clients go if it's not really working for us. So it puts you in a very strong position in business and I think uh, sometimes it's overlooked I think in this everyone's kind of rushing 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 and like I said sometimes if you go a little slower you can go you get there faster it's kind of odd 
Yeah, no, no, it makes sense though. I mean, I always tell people like the best way for a book to travel is it be just extremely valuable, you know, like word of mouth marketing. So, you know, instead of like going through it really fast and just putting together a book just to have a book, um, instead, like maybe take an extra month or two and make sure it's like an incredible book. Um, and that will get you to where you want to be quicker, even though it took you a little longer to finish, you know, because um, the quality of the product. Um, so next one, and it could tie in. Next one I got for you is what is your best piece of overall business advice? So not necessarily industry specific. So overall, um, I, I come from, I started in a sales background. And so my, I, I believe in really strong, found, solid foundations and, and for operations. So I, I started in sales, but I always had an operating um, operations bent to me. And uh, sorry about that along. No, you're good. Uh, but, and, and so, um, you know, I, I view sales and operations are like sort of like a seesaw and you want to balance them. And, and I feel that many companies, they can't quite get it right. You know, like they're, and generally they, the more emphasis is on sales. Um, but, you know, you've got to really put a lot of value on the, on the numbers, on the operations and on the sales. Because if you grow too fast, that can be detrimental to a business. You know, if you're growing too slow, that can be detrimental to a business. But, so you, but the operations have to be in sync with, with what you're doing. Um, and, and if they are, and you balance them out, you tend to have steady growth, uh, quality company. And again, those, those are the companies when you look to sell your company that people want to buy, you know, I see, I get, I get a lot of uh, deals come across my desk and people email me a lot of businesses and, and it's always the ones, you know, you see like, Oh, the last three years, boom, the numbers like shot through the roof. And I'm like, okay, what are the operate? Have the operations kept up? Like five years ago, they weren't doing this. So what's going on? Or if you see two years of you know really high, you know, and they're just trying to juice the numbers to get a really high sale value. But ultimately, what, what people want to buy is something that's going to run. And so, you know, it, I just, I, you know, I'm a very, I take a very common sense approach to business and, and pragmatic approach. And uh, it's always suited me pretty well. When things don't add up or numbers don't look quite right, there's usually something else going on. And I see that it's funny in this, it's funny how full circle in, in SEO, it's the same thing. Like if your numbers aren't working right and if things aren't working in you, I can tell like what's going on just based on looking at the SEO numbers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, yeah. So this is a fun question. I thought, um, a lot of things I'd probably give myself, uh, but one piece of advice I would have gotten started a lot earlier uh, with businesses, owning businesses, or working in business, or thinking about owning a business. I tell my boys, my one son is studying at UNCG; he's in the business program for entrepreneurship, and my other son, the same thing. We've been talking about entrepreneurship since they're very young, and I think you get in there and you go after what you really love and what you're passionate about. That's the other big thing, and, I mean, and you got to be happy. I mean, I was very successful working on Wall Street. And, business, but I didn't really like um, what I was doing. I mean, I was working on a lot of smart people, which I appreciated, um, but but I really, you know, it just wasn't what I wanted. And so now, the way I am now, the way my lifestyle is now, it's, it's far better. I'm much more in a situation where um, these are businesses that I'm passionate about, people that I really enjoy working with. And so, yeah, I, I tell people to get, go, get going early. And that doesn't mean that you have to start your own company. I mean, it, it, sometimes it means just kind of getting in the businesses that you really like, getting around the right, the people you really want to be with. I think when I started, I don't think, I know when I started, it was sort of secondary to me, the people and, and really their their values and who, what they stood for and what they were all about. 
But I think what ends up happening is you come to a point where you're like, well, we're really different people. Like I can't, that's not what I'm about. Like I'm a very honest guy and I'm very straightforward. And, and you know, I like to do things that are of value to society and, and I'm just not in it to make a bunch of money. And, and that's just, and you know, so, so I think there's, that would be my advice to my younger self. Get, get started early, focus on the things you're passionate about. Don't worry about the money because the money comes, it, it always comes. And then um, kind of going a little bit down a different path here. In your opinion, what is the key to happiness? So the key to happiness, you know, my opinion is it comes down to appreciation. And well, a couple, I wrote a few things down for this. I wrote appreciation, sense of humor, thick skin and perspective. Um, you know, I, I think the number one thing that I would have to say is, is appreciation and, fi- and, and finding humor in life, because there's a lot of there is a lot of humor, despite what I think a lot of people think. Um, and we, we have more, most of us, I mean, have more to be appreciative of than we realize, especially living in this country. My, my grandfather came here from Germany. He built delis and was successful. My father um, also came from Germany and, and uh, you know, was in insurance and real estate and was very successful, had a great life. And I've had a great life. You know, and I tell my boys that, you know, despite the ups and downs and opportunities that were missed, um, you know, I appreciate all the things that I've been able to do and continue on it. I'm still able to do them, you know, and, and so I think people miss that. And, and, and when you appreciate, you're just happier. It seems like you're happier when you laugh a little bit more and um, it just life seems to move better. <laughs> it seems like, but yeah. uh, you know, you got to maintain a perspective. I, I think, you know, we're so bombarded by the media and these, these extreme lifestyles. And again, I was around a lot of money. I worked on wall street around a very, a lot of very powerful people, fortune 100 CEOs. And, and in the end, you know, it, People are people, and, and they still. It gets down to what do you really enjoy doing? How do you? Who, what kind of people do you want to be around? You know, it comes down to simpler things than people realize. And, and I think I had the benefit of having of making a lot of money, and and and, and then not having money for a while, and then having money again. But um, I think people would realize that you know what really matters to you are, are the simpler things. And people say that and it sounds trite, but it's really true. I mean, it's absolutely true. And and if you thought about, look, I had ten million dollars. What would I do differently? And start living your life like you already had it. And, and I think you'd be surprised. You'd see that life would kind of work out better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and then, what is the best book that you've read, and what's the number one thing you learned from that? Okay, this is a hard. This is hard. I read a lot of books, <laughs> and, so, and I don't remember. Like, I, and I kind of, I've read so many good books. It was really hard. But, I, but the one book that really, it, it's going to be weird because this guy, you know, I. I it's, it's, it's uh, Robert T. Kiyosaki. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not his first book, which I thought his first book was okay, but I thought he kind of slammed too much on his dad, his, his real dad, who was a very smart guy. And, and, you know, he wasn't rich. Like, Kiyosaki was pretty materialistic, and I think he kind of he dissed his dad for reasons that I didn't feel were they, – they, they were both good dads, in my opinion. They both had something to teach him. But his book on cash flow quadrant was, was an amazing book, and it really helped me a lot because it helped me shift my approach. Like, I think the society we live in is always in about asset accumulation. You know, you can accumulate millions and millions of dollars, da, 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 you know, and, and then we'll make interest for you. And you can live off the interest. Like that's kind of the model everyone, many people go for. But, you know, when I saw the cash flow, when I read that book, I was like, you know, it really comes down to cash flow. And, and it gave, it did a couple things. It gave me insights both into, you know, and I see this a lot with the entrepreneurs that I work with, because we do a lot of work with entrepreneurs um, for digital marketing. And, um, 
you know, some of these people just have jobs, like really overworking jobs. They haven't quite figured out how to run a company, how to hire good people, how to let go, you know, and so they're, they're not really doing, they, they, they have their own company, but they'd be better off probably working for somebody else in some of these situations. And when you understand cash flow, you can understand, like I knew it was better for me rather than trying to go out there and do something that I hated to make millions of dollars so that I could live off that money for the rest of my life. It would be better for me. To, to take money and invest in businesses, which I love doing. So my brother was buying, when I was, I took $10,000, $20,000, and my brother was buying um, properties in Charleston and doing things. He did well on those, you know. And I was like, I'm going to buy companies. Like, it's too risky. He says, it's too risky. And I, and I was like, nope, I really like to run companies. That's what I want to do. I can generate more cash flow out of them. I can generate income. I get all these benefits from it from a tax standpoint. It's like, and I'm good at it. I can do it. And, and an asset to, to buy real estate for me, it just is boring. I don't want to do it. He, he likes to work on the properties. I don't, you know, so, but, but by understanding cash flow, I was able to turn that, like that money, what would, 10, what would 20 grand get you? I mean, nothing, right? From an interest standpoint, if you were getting, yeah. you know, it's, it's nominal. You'd never be able to live off of it, but I've been able to turn that 20 grand into an investment that generated a lifestyle for me, income, all sorts of cool stuff, relationship. Like, it's like, there's no, like, so, because I understood cash flow. I understood the cash flow is more important and just, you know, um, what most people think about, which is just asset, you know, asset, massive assets. And so, and that's a funny thing too, because if you're, you know, if you're a person who could live on, you know, let's say 70 or 80 grand a year, and, and then you got a person who can't, and they, like, they make a million, but they spend a million and a half, they're going to be in a lot more, like, the person who's able to live within their cash flow is going to be happier, less stressed, much better lifestyle than the person who has, the, you know, more money, but, but can't manage their cash flow. And so I, I just feel, and even with businesses, cash flow is king. I mean, you just, if you can understand cash flow and, and get a get grasp on it, and it's a little tricky, but once you get a grasp on it, you're like, oh, I get it. You know, and it's, it's so powerful. So that's why that book was the, that was the one that I was like, you know, that, that was probably the most, um, that changed my life the most, I would say. Yeah, dude, that is awesome. Um, and then what is your favorite quote and why? So... Yeah, so my favorite quote is, um, well, in German, it's das Beste oder Nice, which is the best or nothing. And it was from Gottlieb Dahmer from Mercedes-Benz, Dahmer, Mercedes-Benz. And, um, you know, this, this quote, I found it a couple of years ago. I was doing some stuff with, with the team, and I, I came across the quote, and I was like, you know what? That's, that's really, you know, that's me. I mean, that's who I am. I'm kind of a person who, it just, it just describes my personality. I want the best, and, and if I can't have the best, I, I'm patient. I can wait until I do because I'm not that you know, it doesn't really matter to me that much. That, um, it doesn't really matter to me that, uh, you know, it, it, I, I just don't want every, you know, the, the, the regular middle of the road type stuff. I have a very narrow focus. I know what I like. I don't have like, you know, I don't like want everything in the world and have to have, you know, fancy cars and all these things and jet planes and all like, it's like, it's not, but, but I'm willing to wait for the best. And um, so that's sort of, that's sort of my quote, best or, the best or nothing. Yes. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. This was a really insightful um, episode. The last one I have for you before we let you go is where can our audience find you online? The best place to find me is through LinkedIn um, or any of my companies. I mean, I own uh, Get You Found is one of my companies. That's an easy company to find. It's a digital marketing. But LinkedIn is probably the best way if they need to get in touch with me or want to get in touch with me. Okay, perfect, man. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you.